What does a mayor do? Hello, everybody, and welcome to Good Bad Show. I'm Andy. And I'm Matt. And this is a podcast where we talk about whether something specifically is undeniably good or undeniably bad, or maybe it's neither of those things. We talk about whatever we want. This podcast is a thin veil of illusion to allow us to talk about whatever we want and call it a podcast. And this is the podcast episode where I don't mention my previous winnings. Your previous winnings? Yes. Like the lottery or something? Well, just beating you. I, I don't see, I mean... The last episode I said I wouldn't say it anymore, so this episode look, I'm not going to say it anymore. here's how this is going to go. <laughs> In the early episodes of this show, people can go back and listen. You basically agreed that the whole conceit of the show wasn't going to work because you couldn't disagree with me every time, yep. even though what you said in the trailer still holds up. So we had to change the show because you were losing so much. And if you want to call that a win, you call it whatever you want to call it. Hey, I got my way. I win. I win so much, I get sick of winning. That's how much I win. That's a, that's a good saying. That should mm-hmm. be a tattoo on your arm. I win so much, I get sick of winning. That's how much I win. Mm-hmm. Signed, Matt McInerney. Signed, Donald Trump. Isn't that a thing he would say? Just on a walk around the neighborhood, saw a nice uh, Make America Great Again political sign in a front yard sure and, that made uh, you feel great it did it made me feel so good because I, I also want america to be great so you know we have our we have our things aligned make america undeniably good again <laughs> exactly and right above it was a little sign that did smile for the camera and i was like yep that that makes sense that all <laughs> that all follows this is all very apropos matt you know why why is this or did i did i bring up a good thing to talk about because we're going to talk about a thing that's related to it because matt this week I've got a glass of wine, because I'm going to need it, Uh oh. because the topic is democracy. <gasps> well. You gasped. Yeah. Should I, do, should I do more? Yeah, do a few takes, I and mean, then you can take whichever one you think is most appropriate after the rest of the conversation happens. <gasps> so, democracy is a thing that is, uh, it's got different definitions, certainly. Well, it's, it's, it's a more broad definition than perhaps people realize. Yep. I don't necessarily want to talk explicitly about... American democracy, although it's certainly the one that we have the most familiar, familiar, familiar blah, 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 blah. see, the, the glass of wine. Look, we know, every, everybody that listens to this show is undeniably American, so they're well, going to be no, most familiar with... Well, no, that's not necessarily true, Matt, but you and I, unless you're hiding some kind of uh, <laughs> doctoral degree in some other country's political system, I think you and I probably have the most familiar, fam- I can't say the word, the most familiarity with American democracy Just of all the democracies. Familiarity. Just do that every time you want to say it. You look like a genius. Familiarity. I'm so cool. See, people think you're so smart now. I think you're putting extra syllables in there. I'm not sure that's exactly how that goes. Uh, anyway, there's a reason I want to talk about this. Tomorrow in the state of Maryland is election day. It's primary day. It's also so, uh, primary day in the state of Pennsylvania tomorrow. Well, what are the chances? So you and I are both going to the polls tomorrow because you do vote, right, Matt? That's, that's I something that's undeniably good to vote. I think we can agree. I even switched my voter registration from independent to uh, Democrat so I could, I could vote in the primaries. There I actually don't know, if that, I don't know if that's the law here. It's the law in some states, but so I went ahead and did it. I think it's the law. I think that's the law in almost every state that you need to be. I've heard that there are some states where you can be an independent and you can still vote in a primary for a party that you're not registered for. I don't really know how that works. Anyway, voter system, undeniably weird. Definitely. Um, But I'm interested in talking about democracy because, and and here's what I'm going to argue. This is one of the first things that I'm going to argue. I'm I'm not going to argue democracy is undeniably bad. I don't think that's true at all. Uh, I'm also not going to argue that democracy is undeniably good, which I think a lot of people feel it is. Uh, would you agree that a lot of people seem like democracy is like the one true way to have a government and everyone that's not using a democracy needs to come around to the future and get on board? 
Oh, yeah, absolutely. We lived through the Iraq War and stuff. That was kind yeah. of the whole thing. That's a particularly, perhaps, an American perspective, which is that we've got this whole governing thing figured out, and you all should kind of get hip with it. Um, and, and the argument I want to make is that democracy is neither good nor bad. It just is. And there's a few important points I want to make that I'm going to kind of, that make this worth talking about. Because usually I wouldn't do an episode about something that wasn't good or bad, right? Because yeah. who cares? It doesn't matter. Um, but there's a couple important points that I want to kind of make with democracy as the example. Um, and the first point is that, fairly obvious one, not everything has to be good or bad. I think that uh, one of the problems people have with the idea of something being undeniably good or undeniably bad is they think that everything then has to fall into one of those buckets. And I don't believe that's the case. Um, does that track with you? Does that, does that feel right? Oh, yeah, that seems like mostly an opinion I would have. I, I thought I would have to tell you that. Some things are a gray area, Andy. Did you really think that I would think everything could fall into one of those buckets? I feel like we're trying to get there. I don't know. Not everything, no. So that's the first point I want to make, which I think is important to put in our canon of things good and bad, is that not everything has to fall into one of these buckets. Lots of things are just in between. Fair? That is fair. Here's the other point I want to make about democracy. This is the important one that I think there'll be a little bit to talk about. I think democracy is the best system we have for governing. I don't think we as humanity have figured out anything better yet. But an important point I want to make is just because something is the best we've figured out does not make it good. And I think a lot of people hold the opinion that if it's the best we've got, then it must be good because uh, there is no better option. I feel like we speak that way all the time when we talk about uh, America being the best country in the world, whether or not that is true. Uh, we still have a lot of problems. There's a lot of ways. There's a long way to go. I think there are a lot of things you can say about America that is not good yet. So, yeah, I feel that way generally about, like, all of uh, humanity, all governments, all system, all, like, economic systems. We may be in the best place we've ever been as the human species, maybe, but still not good for everybody yet. No, and it's, I would say it's not undeniably good. And I actually think that this ties in interestingly with some conversations we've been having on the show recently about how much consensus and popularity affects whether something is good because one of the central tenets of most democracies not all of most is that if the majority of people agree on something that's the way it should be so most democracies to some degree reflect that like popularity is what's good popularity is what rules the day if something gets the votes then that's the thing that we should have yeah uh, and the thing that people seem to overlook so often is that what happens if the majority of people vote to take away the rights of a whole group of people? Is it's that happened then for the a right very long period of time. It's happened for a long, long time. It's happened a lot. Over we and we over just again. legalized gay marriage. Like, it's really hard to look at democracy and say, yeah, well, if we all agree on this thing. It must be true. It must be the right thing to do. Uh, and I think it's really important to recognize that that is not at all the case, even a little bit. And the reason that we're stuck with democracy is we haven't figured out anything that's better yet. I'll agree with that. Well, great. This is your episode then. <laughs> <laughs> well, I haven't, I mean, uh, I think I tend to fall on the side, too, that I think democracy is the best option we have. Like, it's not like there are, I don't look out in the world and see other political systems that are totally different and think, like, that would be way better. I wish we did that instead. Uh, if anything, I, I would be interested, I would at least be interested to test what a true democracy is like, because I think... Uh, Give me a direct democracy where there's no representatives, there's no intermediary, it's just we just, everything we just Everything's just on. an internet poll. It's just, we, you post a poll on Twitter and say, do you want gay marriage or not? Yes or no? and all of America votes, or all of whatever country votes. I would be very interested to see how it, a direct and real democracy works. 
but I think we're also seeing right now that uh, there are a lot of weird loopholes in our democracy that don't really mean the popularity vote gets what the people want. Yeah, and something I want to talk about is I kind of want to go into the problems with democracy on this show, which for some people may be boring and may be, uh, you know, kind of rehashing things they already know, but are things that I did not realize growing up. Like, growing up, I, I don't know, I don't think I was explicitly raised to think that democracy was the greatest and America had it figured out, but I definitely got that impression. I was like, oh yeah, this, this works well, and people having a say in the government seems essential, uh, and everywhere else where there's you know, monarchies or dictatorships or uh, communism, those things don't work as well. You can look at the evidence and see that. Um, but it took me a while to realize these things. And, and the, the most obvious example is the one I gave, right? Like how much you love democracy when democracy means that you're intentionally going to take away someone's rights or do something against a minority group. And that's, you know, we talk a lot about, well, you and I have talked a lot about on other shows we've done and in our, our lives in general about all the problems America has with systematic racism, systematic sexism, systematic, you know, choose your minority group and talk about how much they're disenfranchised. And that is basically a central tenet of democracy, right? If you've agreed that if the majority of people agree on something, then they get to enact that thing, then of course the people that are going to be marginalized and left out by a system are people that don't ever hold a majority, right? Right. Sure. That kind of goes without saying, right? I think so, but people don't think about that, right? Like, people don't think about that maybe all of our problems with all of these issues with minority groups is that our entire government and our entire, like, not even just government, but the way that people think about how things should happen uh, comes down to a popular vote, right? Even if you're in a small group of people and it's like, well, what should we do about X? And you can't agree. Most people will go, okay, we can't agree. Let's all make it a popular vote. And then they'll just vote. And then if that's the vote, everyone's like, well, that's just what happened. That's how we do things here uh, in, in this world. Yeah. Um, and so that's an important thing to recognize, that I think that is part of a system of why America has so many problems. That's one thing. Um, another one of the problems with democracy is that, uh, it, I mean, one of the virtues of it, I think, in most circumstances is that it weighs everyone's voice equally, which certainly should be true in many circumstances, right? Like, there's no reason that wealthy people or people from a certain background should be, you know, uh, could, should hold any more power than anybody else. At least that's what democracy presupposes to do with the voting system. Um, but ultimately what you get is you get that this responsibility of someone to be informed, which is a thing that as someone who, we haven't talked about our professions on the show before, but as someone who makes things creatively, that asks things of people, uh, I, I don't believe that you can ask people to be informed as part of a system that is supposed to apply to everybody. I don't think that's an assumption you can make when you're designing a system to assume that everyone's going to be informed and make the decision that is best for them, right? I mean, wouldn't you agree that most democracy is based on the principle that people will make whatever decision is best for them at the very least, and then if everyone makes a decision best for them, we'll eventually get the system that's best for the most people? You're saying that you don't think people are even doing a good job of voting on what's best for them because they're not no. informed about that? No, oh, I would not very at much all. Ag- I would very much agree with that. I think. Yeah. What's, what's best for me when I'm a millionaire, I would say? Um, well, I mean, there, there's, and I, honestly, I cannot fault people that are the <laughs> 1% from voting for the things that are best for them, because that's what the system is supposed to do, right? Like, that's right. totally fine. Where it gets problematic is that, you know, democracy on paper looks a certain way, which is everybody gets the same number of votes, everybody has an equal say, there's no reason any one person should be favored over anybody else. But you and I both know in the world we're living in, that's not the case. The person that has the most money, that can afford the most airtime, that can afford the best PR team, that can afford all these things, has a an, an much outnumbered influence and, and a much overpowered influence on the people that are actually voting in a way that they're able to twist information, change facts, and make it so most people are not actually voting on an informed perspective 
of which candidate is going to be best for their life. Most people are voting on some emotional gut reaction to something that they know or think they know about the political system, which means that the system, which is supposed to be pure and supposed to be all about the people standing up for what they need and want, what will benefit them, is actually just about money and power, you know, shoving piles around and, and moving opinion and people to put them into the kind of the right rows uh, and to work that way, right? Yeah, I think, I mean, even down to just, I think everybody's been in the situation where you're going down the ballot and you're informed on all the top candidates, then you get to start, you start to get to the bottom and it's more local things that are very specific and you think, well, I don't really know anything. I better just vote for the Democrat or I saw this, I saw a sign one time. That's about all I know about this situation. Like, yeah, like or today I was actually sitting down. I mean, again, we, we vote tomorrow and I, I know some some particular seats and how I'm going to vote and some I'm more up in the air on. And, you know, I found myself Googling very basic things like that. For example, what does a mayor do? What, <laughs> what are the mayor's responsibilities, right? Like how many people actually can sit down and tell you what the mayor does? You know, I sat down and I read the Wikipedia page or the, there's a website specifically about city government, about what the mayor's responsibilities are, because I don't really know. Because how would you know? I and mean, then how would you know that? And how would you know the role of city council and the role of the comptroller of the city and the specific points on all of the individual uh, ballot items, the individual addendums? Like, it's so much work. Uh, like, to be thoughtful and informed on these things is a huge burden. And this is a burden that I, as somebody that I have a well-paying job, I've got plenty of free time, I've got no children, I speak the English language, I have every privilege, and still to me, it's a huge burden to actually understand what the heck I'm voting for. How can you expect somebody who speaks Spanish and is a single mother to have the time to read up on these things? Is it even possible? I don't think you can expect everyone to be even, even a little bit informed. Yeah, it's incredibly, I mean, it's the entire idea of division of labor. Uh, it's, it's a job to be a uh, politician, someone who runs a, a political campaign, someone who is like a political pundit. There are people whose job it is, and even they don't understand the full situation. So I think it's incredibly difficult to ask anyone to be that informed. And that's the thing. So, you know, I'm over here Googling, what does a mayor do? You know, going to, to cast the ballots tomorrow. And the reason we don't have a direct democracy was well, many reasons. But one of the reasons is that if I can't even be informed as to who should represent me in my votes that I make every two or four years, how could you possibly expect me to be informed enough to actually vote on every single item that the city council, for example, votes on in a city, or the state senate votes on in a state, or, you know, the federal uh, government legislative branch votes on in, in across the whole country, like, it'd be impossible. Like, we have to have this kind of representation, because that's the only way that anybody can possibly manage this kind of thing. And yet, there are all these problems with that. And so I think it's really important to recognize that something can be the best version of something we're aware of, right? Like, I think one of the best things about democracy is that it is kind of constantly reinventing itself, right? Like, it's self-aware, it's able to pass laws and legislation that affect itself, right? Like, you can pass laws that reform campaign finance, right? Uh, like you're able to change the system and, and hopefully improve it. Yep. You know, we operate under the assumption that I think hopefully most change is good uh, in terms of moving a little bit towards more whatever we're defining good as, uh, which is one of the best things about it. But also, like, it's one of the reasons that I, I don't, I think it's important people recognize that it does not make it good. Uh, and there's still so many flaws with democracy, especially in America, that I think it's really important to be aware of. But here's what I'm interested in talking to you about, Matt. Yeah. So you agree with me on these points, right? If I've, if I've, if I've said anything yet where you're like, no, I totally disagree, 
No, I'm very much on board with this idea. I'm sure there are plenty of people that would disagree with this, but uh, I'm not going to argue with too much about this. I think there are a lot of flaws. I don't think it's the best it could possibly be, but I'm glad I live here and not somewhere else that could be far worse. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so what I'm interested in is, do you, so I mean, here's the thing, like for me, what would be a better system is if I knew I could vote for smart, thoughtful, empathetic, caring, kind people to make all these decisions on our behalf, I totally would. But well, that's, I mean, that's kind of what the system is supposed to be too. No, it's, elect I, representatives. Mean, I mean, kind of, but not really. Like that's not what people campaign I mean, on. The first part, the, the kind and empathetic thing, that's not part of it. But the part where we do elect representatives to go uh, represent our state, that, hap- that, is the, that happens. That's the point. Or even, I'll, I'll take it out of my own hands. If I knew I could participate in a government where the people making the decisions, regardless of what I thought, were caring, kind, empathetic, thoughtful, uh, cared about the, the, the long picture, the sort of the, the future of the place they were governing instead of just the immediate present. If, if I knew those things were true, I would submit myself to a government that didn't necessarily have my voice in it, right? But you can't, right? Because that kind of system doesn't exist. We haven't had that before, where the person that had more control and wasn't, didn't have checks and, and balances didn't abuse that power. Sure. You know, humanity. If you give somebody power, it's going to corrupt humans, them eventually. <laughs> undeniably bad. Government, the only attempt to try and take humans and turn them a little bit less undeniably bad. That's, ooh, it's, it's a thing. Um, so, I mean, it's just, it's such a mess because that's, that's, that's what I want, right? Like, I am not the smartest person by any stretch of the imagination. There are people that know way more about all these things than I do. That's why I'm making decisions. I want them to be making the decisions, not me. And yet here I am trying to decide. Uh, which is a thing that I myself feel the burden and the, the issues of democracy because I know I'm not well-suited to make these decisions. I don't trust me. Like, what yeah. did I do? I read some Wikipedia pages. I listened to some podcasts or whatever about something, and I'm going to go off and decide my fate. Uh, I don't even trust myself to have my own best interest in mind, which I think is an important thing to say because, you know, I mentioned earlier that I don't think people can be trusted to be informed enough to vote with their own best interest in mind. And I don't, exclude myself from that group, right? Uh, like, I, I've done my best, I think, or at least my best within reason. I could not sleep and instead read more about the different <laughs> candidates, but, you know, there are limits, and uh, even with my copious free time, uh, that's, I've done what I'm willing to do, and so well, it's also will fall as they may. It's also very possible that you know 100% of, you know every single thing you could possibly know about every candidate on the ballot, and it's still impossible to vote for your best interest. That's yeah, also a possibility. That's true. I mean, everything is kind of uh, clandestine and secret, so who knows what the heck you're voting for. Um, so I, I want to kind of move back then. It sounds like we're in agreement on this. I think we've covered some of the problems with a system that a lot of people seem to blindly accept oh i think i mean it's also worth noting that we're talking about uh democracy and capitalism together right like we're not talking about we already said we're not talking about a pure or direct democracy but we're talking about problems that aren't purely democratic they're part of a greater system that we live in well it's kind of the same thing in a lot of ways right like democracy the idea that like what is popular what people vote for Mm -hmm. should be the thing that is real is very much what capitalism is, the things that people pay for, things that people that, that succeed are the things that should exist, right? It's just like trial by popularity in both circumstances. But I don't think they have to go hand in hand. Like you could potentially have another system of, I, I wouldn't even say, you could have another economic system that doesn't 
build towards the kind of weird system of money and politics that we have right now, I think that would be possible. I don't think it's a foregone conclusion that the way we combine capitalism and democracy has to happen. No, I don't think it's impossible for them to not be intertwined, but I think it's important to note that there's a reason they often come hand in hand. It's not coincidence. It's because those things are cut from the same values, the values yes. that whatever I think the, I think the, self, the self-interest value very much uh, plays into both of those systems. Yeah, which, I mean, kind of taking that and abstracting it out is a very logical means of governance, right? Like, assume everyone's acting in their best interest. Let's just pull that out to a big picture and make that the way we make all the decisions. Uh, you know, it's worked to a certain degree, but there's huge flaws in it that are important to recognize to go hand in hand with. Do you think that uh, there are systems, like, have you read about systems that you think would work better? No, nah, I'm not a political concepts? science person. I don't know. <laughs> it's a thing. I'm not an expert on this. Like, I know a little bit, I know enough to know that there are problems with democracy, and I, yeah. I can feel in my life, I can see the problems with them when, you know, states vote to not allow gay marriage before it was a federal mandate. Uh, that, that's one very sort of recent and obvious example. But I see it happening, where it's like, okay, we vote for that. I see the very real possibility that the country would vote for a presidential candidate that would be terrible for all the things that I think are important for like civilized people. Forget my personal interests in politics, just like the idea of equal civilization and the idea of equality. Like I, I see the very real possibility that that could be voted down, basically. Um, I've seen it happen in other countries. Um, I, 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 if you travel a bit too, I think um, you know, the, the problems with racism in America and other kind of marginalization are sometimes not magnified, but you, you see them more clearly because America is a place where there are lots of different people living in close proximity to each other, which means that problems are more evident. Um, there are many countries that I think are far more racist than America. It's just that, oh, the country is 98% Roman Catholic and white. So yeah, for that 2% of people, it really sucks. But the number of stories you get about the problems are, are fewer, right? The, the, the noise that the problem makes is lower. Um, so, um, so I'm interested now, Matt, in taking this conversation and abstracting it a bit, because I think in my brain, the reason I look at democracy and go, democracy is not undeniably good for these reasons we just described, I think are exactly the same reasons I look at a piece of art or culture that's popular and go, just because a bunch of people like that does not mean it is good. I think it's the exact same stuff. It's the exact same things about information, the exact same things about people not actually being able to act in their best interest or actually being able to, you know, I think it's exactly the same thing, right? To assume that people will only watch things they get deep emotional value out of is to assume that people are going to go to the ballots and vote for things that actually benefit them in some way, right? Like if the point of, of art and culture is to think about new things, experience new experiences, uh, have emotional relationships with something, to assume that the things that get watched the most or listened to the most or uh, bought the most are the things that are having the greatest impact is to assume people are going to the, to the voting box voting for their best interest. And I don't believe any of that. I just I think that people's decisions are so fraught in a much more complicated... Um, I, I don't think people act in their own best interests necessarily. I think that all of these decisions live in this world where everything is like compromised by something. All these decisions, the decision to vote for somebody, the decision to buy an album, the decision to watch a television show, the decision to do all of these things are subject to variables, a vast universe of variables that are not at all related to whether or not that decision was the quote-unquote right decision or quote-unquote good decision. Uh, yeah. In this situation, I'm saying that good 
in terms of voting means voting in your best interest, and good in terms of occupying your time and mental capacity is something that is rewarding to you intellectually or emotionally, or in some way, you're getting value out of it. So let's, I do want to address this. You are assuming that voting in your own best interest is good. That, that is a way to look at democracy. That is, is not necessarily the only way to look at democracy. I mean, you could, decide, you could decide to vote to just do good in general. I think that's a, that would be maybe a more liberal stance on, on democracy. Like, is, well, yeah, that, I mean, is that fine, too? Because I know where we're going, and we're going to extrapolate this into the rules of the show. So is it about self-interest, or is it about doing good? Are those things synonymous to you? I'm recognizing that I think one of the conceits, one of the assumptions of democracy is that people will vote in their best interest, or rather people will not vote against their best interests, which, you know, for me, practically, is not entirely true, right? Like, I do okay in life. I make a decent amount of money. I am voting for candidates in every single opportunity I have that will charge me greater taxes because I think that money needs to go to people that are not doing as well as I am. So So you're not necessarily voting in your best interest, or are you saying, are you saying... Are you saying well, no, that in so, a larger picture that uh, the best interest is the interest of the country that pushes everybody forward in a good way, and that's ultimately your best interest too? Bigger yeah, picture. I'm saying like ultimately, I think that is my best interest. I want if I have kids, I want them to come up in a world where that's how the world works. If I have members of my family and good friends that are not in the position I am, and like I recognize that that's the kind of country I want to live in. That's the kind of city I want to live in. So in some ways, it is in my best interest except for the way people measure best is all different right many people think taking more taxes from you is inherently bad which don't even get me started we'll do a whole episode on taxes at some point because i have a lot of opinions about that too um but but no i I, it's less about whether people actually do or don't or think they should or shouldn't it's about the idea that i think democracy is built on the foundation of the assumption that most people will vote either for their best interest or not against their best interest and how people define best interest is is by by design, totally open to interpretation. I may define best interest by the city and country I want my future kids to grow up in, or the city and country I want my less well-off friends or my family to live in, as opposed to the city or country that I myself am going to benefit the most financially or whatever in. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I do think it's how democracy works. I think people just define best interest differently for every person. Uh, and the reason it's broken is because people don't have enough information to actually do that for the most part. And I recognize I myself may be falling in that same trap. Uh, and I think that's the same, the same of art and culture. Like you spend time. Time is the most valuable thing. I think a lot of, I, to me, time is one of the most valuable things I think I have on this planet, right? Like money I could take or leave and I recognize it's a privileged position. Uh, but like time spent watching, listening to, or experiencing something is time you don't get back ever. And I know this is coming on the tail of the episode where I mentioned I watched The Room 30 times, but I also think I talked about how much value I get out of that. So uh, it's just a matter of like, that's something I think is really important. I think the way people spend their time is a vote. It's equivalent to a vote. It's a vote for something. And so to spend your time watching Rowdy TV or listening to Morning Zoo Radio or doing whatever it is you want to do, no judgment on either of those things is a vote for that thing to continue to exist. And I think those systems work in exactly the same ways in my head, right? Like the things that are popular politically, democratically, in government, to me, mirror the same structures and systems that are popular in popular culture, in you know Hollywood, in uh, major motion pictures, in television, in music albums. And I don't think that in either of those worlds, getting the votes or getting the views means the thing is good in any way. 
And this is something that you and I have gone back and forth on where you are not willing to make that to make that commitment. Do you still feel that way having now talked about democracy? I feel like I'm definitely uh, moving away from it because I, in a, in a democratic setting, I do believe that people are often not voting in their best interest, uh, whether it be because they project into the future and see themselves in a position that they probably won't be in, or that they believe a lie that's been told to them. Uh, I think there are a lot of situations where, yeah, it's true. It's you're not people are not voting in their best interest. They or they they may think they are, but. Uh, if you did the math, it's not going to add up that way. So, yeah. And to me, it's the same thing to look at Donald Trump and say, I think the world would be a better place if Donald Trump, A, didn't exist, B, wasn't running for president, and C, wasn't a legitimate contender for the Republican candidate for president. Like, that's my perspective. You know, all the fraught, uh, you know, bias, whatever you want to kind of put on it. To me, that is exactly the same as looking at McDonald's and saying like, yeah, People buy a lot of McDonald's. People vote a lot for Donald Trump. If you took Donald Trump out, you replaced him with a reasonable person, and you took McDonald's out and dropped a restaurant that served healthy food right in its place, the world would just be better. It's, it's not that those votes mean those people want that. It means that they're subject to a big system that they don't necessarily have autonomy in. Uh, like People vote for Trump because they're scared, or because uh, they, something about his message rung true with them, or because they have some personal... Uh, perspective that's deep-seated in them that rings true in this person they're looking at, or because they're just tired of politics working the way that they think it works, and they just want to shake it up because they don't trust the government. For whatever reason they think that voting for this person is a good idea, similar to reasons to me, you go to McDonald's, right? Well, it's just here, it's really cheap, it's, you know, it's something that uh, is accessible. Like, it's, those things to me are completely interchangeable, and they function within their respective systems the same way. And to me, that's why I think it's important. Like in a world where Donald Trump is winning the Republican primary, I don't know how you can ever look at popularity and say that's an important measure, whether something's good or bad. So let's let's take this step by step. I can see the Donald Trump example be great if he didn't encourage large groups of people to hate other large groups of people that are different than them. That but a lot of like people want him to do that, so it must yes. be good. I can see that uh, not having heart disease would be good, even if it tastes good. Now, you said you brought up an example like morning radio or something, and uh, thank you so much for clarifying that you meant no judgment, even though you picked that example with a lot of judgment in your voice. I didn't mean to, honestly. Like, no, but listen- so, so, but let's see, but you know, we're now judging these two things previously, and I'm agreeing with you. I'm not in disagreement about Donald Trump or McDonald's. So let's use morning zoo radio as an example. Why aren't you judging, Andy? Could, can't you say that that's an undeniably bad thing because, but I don't know, it's not uh, uh, creating more racism or damaging your heart. What's it doing to you? Well, that's the thing is I think the effects of, um, let's call them creatively bankrupt art, um, which I think you could look at a lot of morning radio, and I said specifically morning zoo radio. So like, you know, the crazy morning show, whatever that does the prank phone calls and all the other cheesy stuff that a lot of terrestrial radio shows do. Um, I, I am prepared to sit here and call most of those creatively bankrupt. Like, I don't think they're doing anything new. They're doing this um, format that has been hashed and rehashed and it's been done a million times and they're just doing it because, you know, it works or whatever. Um, the reason I'm less prepared to make a hard stance about that is because you kind of alluded to it, Matt. There seems to be less direct harm caused by that, right? Like, the, the harm by 
the harm you come by by uh, experiencing creatively bankrupt art of any kind, however you want to define it, is just you know less enrichment, I guess, in your life or whatever, as opposed to supporting Donald Trump means that you're actively hurting other people. Like you're, you're hurting Muslims in this country if you support that man in any way. A sign in your front yard, a vote, uh, a retweet, whatever it is, that's detrimental to people in this country that are Muslim or that are immigrants of other kinds or that are gay or whatever. Uh, and then, you know, the McDonald's example, like, yeah, I think it's detrimental to yourself, obviously, to eat a healthy food. Um, although we've mentioned before the McDonald's weirdly in a lot of circumstances is some of the like best calories per dollar you can get because they've figured out how the system works and they recognize that in a lot of rough neighborhoods there's not fresh food available so a dollar for a big mac or whatever makes sense um but yeah mcdonald's the problem is that, yeah it's harming you a little bit like it's not healthy food and uh, a lot of people don't have the privilege or the opportunity to make a healthy choice under any circumstances and a big reason they don't have that choice is because of how successful in a capitalist sense, how popular something like McDonald's is and how much our society and culture rewards financial success. Um, and also helping a business like that continue to exist, right? If you live in the suburbs and you go to McDonald's every month or whatever as a, you know, as a treat and you still love shopping at Whole Foods, uh, you're still supporting a, a company that you know, drops its fast food chains in the middle of you know, disenfranchised neighborhoods where that's the only food option. And they take up the real estate, and this is the only thing you can really actually eat in that neighborhood because you don't have a car and you can't get out of that food desert. So much like voting for Trump, you're financially voting for this company that I think generally does not do great stuff in the world. So mm -hmm. those two things I'm more comfortable judging because I feel like I have more solid ground to stand on and say, here are the problems with that. I care about how Muslim Americans feel, so supporting that person is a monstrous thing to do. And I'll argue with anybody about that at a party or a bar. Find me. Uh, McDonald's, I'm a little bit less strong on because there are reasons why you might want to be in McDonald's. And for the people, especially in those neighborhoods that fresh food is not readily available and there is no opportunity to go to Whole Foods, then like, what are you going to do, right? You're in a system that's broken. We all are, but it sucks. Uh, yeah. But for the people that you know, just think it's cute or go every once in a while or whatever, I'm, I'm less inclined to make a statement there to somebody's face, but I, in my heart, I feel like, yeah, it's still not a good decision. It's a bad thing you're participating in. Then you keep going down that spectrum to like how much actual harm is happening in the world or to you personally. And you get all the way to listening to morning zoo radio or whatever, or whatever creatively bankrupt thing that you're participating in. And there, what the, what's the harm? Like it's, it's minimal compared to those prior two things, right? Like, yes, you support some kind of art that is not contributing to culture in as meaningful ways it possibly could. Yes, maybe you're spending some of your few hours on this planet, uh, your, your limited time uh, absorbing something that is not worth absorbing. Uh, but much like The Room, I think people maybe get things out of that that I don't recognize because I'm not part of that culture. Well, right? I was going to say, like, let's say you spend all morning listening to Boomer and Captain Carl or whatever, and you laugh at their stupid prank call for an hour. and yeah, I have the, I feel the same judgment. But yeah, I mean, if you what laugh, is that, great. But what like, is that? What's bad about it? That's that's a, that's I think the fundamental difference between uh, how you feel about something and how I feel about something. Like, uh, if you just love Larry the Cable Guy, I not for me, but like it's really hard to argue with just laughing at something for a long time. What's I don't know what the harm is, even though in my heart I feel bad about it. 
Well, so I mean, people really enjoying something. I think a really good example for me, maybe better than Morning Zoo Radio, because I haven't listened to Russell Radio in 12 years, uh, is like reality TV. Yeah. A lot of people really, really love reality TV. The reality TV I've seen, I don't get the appeal of. It's not at all for me. I don't understand why people like these things that are clearly contrived and clearly, you know, conducted by these puppet producers that are pulling people to do these things. Uh, and there's no fiction, there's no world building. It's just this like human garbage pile. Uh, like, I don't get that. Um, some people seem to really get a lot out of it. And in those situations, I'm not prepared to say that Rowdy TV is, is objectively bad or undeniably bad. Uh, I just think it's a thing that I haven't chosen to take the time to experience, much like The Room is a thing where uh, I don't think if you, if people haven't, exp- haven't really, we, we mentioned on The Room episode, which is something I'll stand behind, that not having the cultural or otherwise context to appreciate something does not make it bad. Right. And I recognize that with reality TV, it might just be that I don't have the cultural or whatever context to appreciate it or understand it or really, you know, get it. Um, but that doesn't mean that there's not examples of things that just aren't good. I think, I think those things still exist. And if I knew more about reality TV or about Morning Zoo Radio, maybe I could make that observation. I just, I don't. Well, tell me something you know a lot about that you think is creatively bankrupt and tell me the reasons. Well, that's for another episode. We're talking about democracy right now. We can't, we can't cross the streams. That's okay. All right. We're going to come back to that because I still don't agree with you on... I, can, I only have feelings about these things, and I have, no, I have nothing solid to grasp on when I just say, like, I don't like a thing. I don't like this piece of pop culture because it makes me mad. Why, Matt? Well, so because do you not, it's bad taste. Do you not feel like the same way a really politically informed person is likely to make a better choice than you are in terms of voting for their best interests or voting for the things they identify as their best interests, voting for their values? Uh, do you not recognize that just as that's po- possible, it's also possible for somebody that knows a lot more about music or about television or about movies than you do to make a better choice about what thing to spend their time on that's actually going to provide the value to them that they want? Um, I think because we haven't been able to identify what's detrimental about the latter, I have a harder time saying that. Um, I think it's just so much easier to identify what's what the problem might be uh, about voting for a candidate that ultimately affects your life in a negative way. It's just easier for me to identify that issue. Well, I mean, what if we take so some like of those yeah, same it's a hard, examples? So it's hard for me to agree with you. Well, so what if we take some of the same examples, right? What if you could? What if we could prove that watching a particular television program uh, made you hate Muslims the same way that watching a Trump rally made you hate Muslims? Uh, like, like, what if we could make those exact same jumps? Would you then say that thing is bad because yes. it had the same effect on the world that yeah. voting for Trump would? Sure, yeah. So, I mean, I think those examples are not so hard to grasp, right? Like, there are definitely examples in oh, for I mean, sure. all of but culture I think, fails the, the, the best Dell test, right? Like, but women I think are the not things that we're going to end culture. up talking about are probably not things that are detrimental. I think we're not talking about... Um, Nazi propaganda. I think we're talking about uh, a pop oh, but I song. I think he'd be so much really more like subtle that than much. that. Like, I, I think uh, a piece of culture that represents an entire group of people in a way that is unfair does real damage. Uh, and I think we're kind of we're we're jumping back and forth between something that is creatively good and bad versus like morally good and bad. Like we're saying, this creative thing is morally bad because it doesn't represent women well it doesn't represent but i do think if we're doing our job somehow those things merge i really do think they i super think they're merged 
it's something I didn't think before in my life. Uh, but you know, I came to realize that, uh, one, one important thing that I think about when it comes to what books to read, what things to watch is that, you know, some people make the commitment where it's like, I'm only going to read books written by women, or I'm only going to watch movies directed by women or whatever, or people of color or whatever the thing is. Uh, and I haven't taken such a hard line. Like I'm still open to watching almost anything, but I do recognize that in order for a female director or a female author to succeed, it seems pretty obvious to me their work has to be like a hell of a lot better than the than the average male author that has succeeded, right? Like it's a pretty good way to say, I don't want to read a garbage book. So let's take a book from some group of people that have had to work a lot harder to get their work published than somebody else. Uh, the chances of you getting a total, uh, like, like a total dead fish are, are much reduced when somebody's had to go through <laughs> a lot more to get something published. Uh, and so I think it's very real. Like, I think the things that, uh, the art that reflects equality in its creation and in its community and culture is most likely going to be better creatively too for a bunch of reasons, that being one of them. I mean, I can agree with that, but also uh, we have to recognize that it's, it's, uh, it's blocking out other things that could also be great. Oh yeah, like yeah, white dudes can still write great books. Yeah, sure. there's a lot, yeah. there's much, much to overcome. That doesn't mean you've narrowed down to the only things that can be good. Uh, so you are potentially missing out on other things. But I don't disagree with the idea and that that's like, perhaps another episode because something I worry about all the time is thinking about time as a resource and thinking about my attention as a resource and my, my brain's ability to absorb information as a resource. I constantly worry that I'm not spending it the correct way. And so I think it's important to recognize that uh, this will probably be a whole other episode. I'll pick another topic that's a better representation of this. But to me, um, like the difference between good and bad is not a set distance uh and it's not like within good and bad there is much of a scale right there's not like things that are like really really good and things that are like pretty good it's like something's either good meaning it like satisfies the requirements that we're slowly defining in the show for good from our perspective or it's bad meaning it satisfies the requirements and actually i think what we're going to come to is that things that are bad it's not that there are requirements for being something that's bad it's not that there are things that make something bad automatically it's that a bad thing just doesn't check any of the boxes for a good thing. It's mm-hmm. that it's, it's the absence of good is what makes bad. And the presence of any good can be, make something a good thing. Uh, but for me, it's not like there is a best book that I could read. There is a best movie I could watch. And all I'm trying to do is find that best thing to best spend my time doing. It's just that you get a limited amount of time. And the choice you make is of the things you read and watch. Uh, that's going to shape you. And it's going to shape what you think about what's good or bad. And so you should just basically make the best decision you can. And recognize that everything's a journey and you're never going to read the, all the good books. You're never going to watch all the good movies. You're never going to listen to all the good albums. It's impossible. Uh, so you're just going to get whatever little piece of it you manage to scrape off in your small, limited time on this planet. Is that a long way of saying we're trying to, we're still trying to say popularity does not equal good? Oh, I absolutely, am. I'm going to die on that hill. This, this show will be me planting that flag and defending it as you try and assault me. I'm, no, I'm, I'm going to, I would uh, like to move forward with that assumption. I think it's good. <gasps> I think it's, uh, using democracy as an example is a good way of getting there. And uh, I still, I still uh, have to question why something is popular, right? Like I want to look into it oh, and that's wonder, a very important and wonder ask. why something has become popular. But I don't think uh, popularity in and of itself is the reason in which something becomes good. Yep, and some, I'm going to argue it's barely even correlated, and we'll keep going down that road. But to me, Matt, that, that thing you just mentioned is so important. Like, I 
don't follow politics that closely. But I think some political science person or some sociologist should be out there trying to figure out why so many people are voting for Donald Trump, like concretely, like understanding that about ourselves as a country, about ourselves as humanity, will be so important to our self-awareness moving forward about the world. Uh, I don't know exactly why. I have some suspicions, but I, I don't, I, nothing that can really make a, a strong like statement about. But yeah, figuring out why things are I important. Could, I could run that poll. I would nail that poll. It'd be great. I'll ask two questions. You ready for them? I'm ready. Hit me. Number one, are you angry? Oh, yes. Uh, yes. We're going to move on to the next question. Number two, do you believe reverse racism is real? Oh, yes. Do you support Donald Trump? Oh, you do. That's weird. Oh, my God. We just found the two traits that all of you share. That's amazing. There you go. We're done. Well, Matt, I, I mean, you got to count this as a win for me. I just got you basically to agree that popularity doesn't mean something's good, which is something you admitted on air you wouldn't agree to in the last episode. Uh, I admitted on air that I wouldn't agree to the idea that, well, I think I said the exact same thing I just said now, which is that um popularity is something that i do want to inspect further like there's something there right it d- yeah it's not like the something there is that fat and salt is really good to our brain <laughs> so we can sell a lot of big macs but there and are things the, there's the equivalent of that for everything else right there are things that are popular that are also good that doesn't necessarily mean popularity equals good i will stand by that statement that i i'm all i'm interested to investigate the things that are popular and why they are i don't think that is something that makes anything good and so i guess Here's the final question then. Matt. So we agree. I, I think we agree. And admittedly, I we think agree. you're just a little bit more willing to be like, it's popular, therefore it is stupid. And I'm kind of like, well, no, no, no. Popularity does not mean reasons? it is stupid, but popularity means that you need to look into the reason why, just like you said. But I think you're not almost even all that never. interested in looking into the reasons why. I think you're a little bit more dismissive of the idea that something, something is popular it doesn't necessarily even have any merit. No, I don't think so. Here's where I don't think it has any merit. I don't think it has any merit when I'm trying to figure out what I want my contribution to the world to be. Mm-hmm. Like if I'm looking at the popular podcast and like, all right, what are the popular podcasts doing and how can our podcast do that? That is never what I do about anything I contribute in the world. I, I do not give a shit at all because the popular podcasts are not a factor of the good podcasts under any circumstances. The popular podcasts are the ones that uh, maybe have a marketing plan, maybe you're hosted by celebrities, uh, maybe the structure of the show means that it's more likely to be shared. Uh, there's a million reasons a podcast is popular that is not necessarily related to its goodness. And I'm not even saying like, this show is not that popular, but it's really good. I'm saying that some of the podcasts I love the most are not at all popular. And it's not because they're bad. It's because of some of these other ways in which they're lacking. So I, I, I'm very attentive to those things because I think it's interesting sociologically, right? And I want to understand the world fundamentally that's like a big part of who i am as a person i want to know i want to know why mcdonald's is so gosh darn successful and i want to know why people are voting for donald trump and i want to know these things but the difference is i feel like you often look at those things and go okay that's what's popular i'm going to try and emulate that in what i'm doing with my life and i never do that basically ever i mean unless oh that's interesting i don't think i actually live my life that way no i I, I don't that sounded a little more harsh than i meant it to i'm interested to know why that's the case and what we can learn from that and it, that sounded more harsh than I meant it to. I didn't mean that like you're a shill for, you know, likes or whatever. Like, I, I don't think you're shallow and selling out to whatever the, the popular I mean, look, vote is. I mean, let's be totally clear. Obviously, I'm voting for Donald Trump and I'm eating McDonald's every day. We figured clear. that out about me. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> I just think that uh, sometimes it feels like, from your perspective, that is a metric of like, oh, this must be good. Like, this podcast is doing this thing or this, uh, you know, uh, artist is doing this thing or this musician is doing this thing and lots of people like it. Therefore. It feels like you're looking into it because you want to know what's good about it. I'm looking into it because I want to know why is this popular, which those are two different questions to me, not 
why is this good, but why is this popular? And sometimes you get to the root of it, you find, oh, there is something really good here. Yeah. Uh, like, what's a good example of something that... Uh, a good example for me is like, uh, I don't really like country music. It's not for me. And yet there are the occasional country albums or artists that like I've dug into a little bit because it was popular and been like, why people like this? And I think ultimately it's because part of it's actually pretty good. Uh, the, the, mo- the most concrete example I can give is like uh, the Abbott Brothers is a country bluegrass group that uh, even prior to their Brooklyn song that was popular with hipsters, uh, I really like because I think they make good music in a way that I would define as good music. Uh, and it's separate from their sort of genre or whatever. And so digging into that for me to ask the question of like, why is this popular right now? I discovered something that was actually good in a way that I think is authentic and real, but it's not always the case. Sometimes it's good or sometimes it's popular because they tricked everybody, which, <laughs> which unfortunately, uh, capitalism, which is a whole other topic for another show, capitalism rewards success regardless of the means. And that I think is why some of these issues get so mixed up because rewarding success is blind in capitalism and and blind in democracy it's just whatever gets the votes whatever gets the dollars that's what continues to exist and there is no asking why and that's what i want to do with my entire life is just ask why and figure things out yeah i think i might be a little bit closer to uh your perspective on popularity than you think in that i'm more the reason i want to investigate is because i think there's probably something to it i don't know if i necessarily think that's good but I think there's a very real possibility that it could be. But more that I'm interested in finding out why. I think I won. I know you think you won. I think I maintained my stance and you felt good about it. 